I think that there are too many bored Christians and uh, nobody should be bored because actually life with him is so enjoyable. He yeah. is, uh, God is the most amazing best friend anybody could ever have. And he's always got something new and incredibly creative for people. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to uh, another episode of the uh, Irish Green Room. It's on the wall. It's a good thing because I don't know where I am. Are we going to make it? Th- You're in the basement. Oh. Of the God, big house. I can never get elevated. I don't know what's happening. No, no. Why am I always in the basement? It's uh, it's the humble place. Really, we <laughs> got to read the Beatitudes. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, I'm here with Joanne Moody. Hey, um, everybody. Who's a long, long-term yeah, friend. Long lost friend. Long, lost? Yeah. Some oh, days. You're found. Okay. Yeah. I'm so happy about <laughs> Long, long friend. Uh, love Joanne. Um, and uh, thank you for coming and hey, doing this, hanging out with us. Uh, just really quick. Uh, I'm going to ask the questions here, oh, okay? So because I know the way you is, like is to there, twist is this. Is there none? None on, no, on this end of the table? No, get out of here. When I, you I, have your own podcast, you, I can you switch places with. Me? No, okay. either side. I'm still asking the questions. <laughs> I like to. This is my side right now. All right, all right. I see that. I see. But that. we can flip it later. Okay. Cool. I'll let you ask me maybe a question later. Gosh, I've, I'm, I'm feeling. I'm feeling we're, grace. We're going to get you. into this. We're going to figure okay. this thing out. Go and for it. Fix uh, all, all the, the world's problems. I don't know about that. In but 45 minutes. Maybe, I mean, <laughs> I was told to fix some of yours during this podcast. Uh, really Please, quick. Jesus. He, All right. He, he said, Did he say, help you. her. Yes. Help her. I'm, I'm really grateful. Here I am. that is the answer. <laughs> You're serving. You're the answer to somebody's prayers. I'm not sure. Oh, are we going to get through this? <laughs> go. Gotta, dude, go. <laughs> Joanne Moody. Will Hart. How old were you when you started Moody? I thought you were going to ask me how old I was now. No, okay. no. How old were you when you started Moody? Moody? <laughs> Moody Bible Institute. I was 12. Good. Wow. Yeah. Uh, no, you're no relation to the Moody's. No. Oh, I wish. Really? Yeah, I do. Okay. It would give me some credibility in certain camps. It would. You know what I mean? Yeah. But no, we are not. No? No. Okay. So for those of you who have, for those watching who have no idea who, who you, you are. are which I think is just weird to say. I'm but Will's whatever. neighbor. We're, that's that's really we're weird. really good friends. I'll tell you who I know you is your your auntie Joe. Yes, at least to my kids. Yes, and uh, you travel the world. You itinerate. You preach. You teach. You edify. You clarify. You mystify. Gosh, and, I love uh, that you got my resume. It's yep. And uh, you're an author. You're a speaker. <laughs> and you're all and around a partridge amazing. in a pear tree. Yeah, I'm, it's not Christmas anymore, Joe. It's I, March. I really want it to be Christmas. Uh. I'm going to give the two minute, one minute version of what I know. And then okay. I want to hear right. uh, from you about this. But uh, you, you really, from what I know, you got thrust into ministry about eight years ago. Yes. It was not on my top 10 list. It's almost 10 years now. And yep. it's uh, I 10 already it's almost 10. Wow. Yeah. Aug- this August will be 10. Okay. Uh, not that I'm counting, but I am. And uh, long, long story short, yep. VOA, you mm-hmm. were at VOA yep. as a, 2013, as 2013. And you were sick, mm-hmm, really sick, really, really sick. Yeah, a- and you got prayed for mm-hmm. by a guy named Richard Holcomb. Yep, our good friend, good friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, everything changed everything. in that moment. And crazy, you went right into it, right into full time ministry. Well, you know, I mean, after suffering for almost fifteen years and mm-hmm. and never seeing any power of of God in the church, I got hit with the power of God and found Jesus in a way that I never knew him. And so from that moment, what do you do with your life? 
You know, do you go, oh, I think I'll go back to being an administrator at a church? <laughs> no, you don't. You go, whatever you want to do with my life, Jesus. And that's what I did. And immediately had an unction to sign up for Randy Clark schools online. Yep. So did that. And then everything that I learned, when, as soon as I got back, uh, I, I just, the prophetic gifting was yeah. so crazy and I couldn't ignore it. I and mean, I felt like, okay, this is God. This is, this is the real deal. Yeah. And I would know things about people. I would walk down the halls of the church and I was completely healed and people were looking at me like, how is this possible? And I would just walk by and say, do you have a torn rotator cuff or things yeah. like that, words of knowledge? And uh, these people would look at me, it's a Baptist church, and they would be like, what? And, uh, and I would just say, can I just pray for you? And they would go, I'm on the list, you know. I, like you the, know prayer the, list, the prayer list, yeah, 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 yeah which yeah. we never saw any healing yeah, in 13 yeah. years, by the way. But <laughs> I would be like- So you were, yeah. at, you were at your church, yeah. like, uh, for, as an administrator. Yeah, but, but always in pain, chronic, chronic insufferable, 24-7 nerve pain. What was the name of the sickness? Um, pudendal nerve entrapment. That's the one. Yes, <laughs> it was on the tip that, of my it was, it was, <laughs> It's everyday language for some people. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's a horrible thing. And it's in your pelvis. It's crushed nerves in your pelvis. So uh, being dramatically complete, I'm a medical miracle. After that, just going back and trying to do what I had seen at VOA mm -hmm. and having the door slammed in my face, not only was I not allowed to tell my testimony in my own church of 5,000 people, when I was going around just laying hands on people and they were getting healed left and right, we had eight cases of, of uh advanced cancer in just the first three months of coming back from BOA and I'm watching the Lord do these things. And I was like, and his own church is shutting the doors on him. So you said you had eight cases where they eight cases healed or yes, just eight? Eight, no, no, eight okay. cases healed. We, Incredible. But it was, I had all the keys to all the rooms of the church, you know, mm -hmm. at that time in history. And so I just unlocked all of the doors of the church that were these little rooms that were supposed to be prayer rooms, but nobody ever used them because we didn't really pray there. And uh, I just taught everybody that that got healed. They kept following me around going, well, I just want to do this. This is like crazy. I've never heard of anything like yeah. this. And I would teach them what I learned in the schools uh, of Randy Clark. And as I taught them, they became this little band of people. And so I was forbidden to pray for anybody uh, after a number of months. And so I just opened up all the doors and let all these people go in. What did that conversation look like? <laughs> Seriously, I, I'll just do the mild. Yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. The mild version was uh, you're seeing healings, mm -hmm. and they're like, "Hey, stop!" Yeah. So the senior pastor, who was one of my dearest friends and is is the person I worked for, was really in on it all in the beginning. But then the minute that the elders turned against him, he uh, wanted to shut it all down. So what that looks like is you have very very conservative Baptist rooted uh, Dallas Theological Seminary yeah. graduates yeah. who are like, this is not God, this is witchcraft. Uh, you know, before I got healed, they loved me. I yeah. was the person who could do no wrong. And now that I got healed and I'm trying to just do what God says, I'm, I'm, I'm full of witchcraft. So it just became a splitting point where the dialogue was, um, we don't believe what you're doing is God. And so you are not going to pray because every time you do pray, the senior pastor has an anxiety attack. A, so they said that they blamed me for his anxiety, which he has suffered from since he was seven uh, when his dad left. Um, so I was learning all about trauma. I was learning all about rude issues. And I was like, well, I can tell you, you could get healed of that. But uh, it just became a very uh, difficult place to be. But the Lord left me there for two years until my own attitude thawed out and I got healed. Yeah. Of some internal stuff. Once that happened, then I then he released me. It's it's funny. <clears throat> it's, I mean, you've seen it right as you travel, right? Yeah. Because God moves, He answers these prayers that. Oh yeah. 
are affecting people's lives, and then it gets called the enemy. It's so crazy. I've had some similar experiences myself. <laughs> Early on, like when I yeah. first started ministry, yeah. some similar experiences. It messes with you. It just you're like, shocks you. Yeah, because like, you find like, I'm alive. Like I love the Lord more than ever. And and it's all of who he yeah. is that we don't we don't understand. Yeah. And so when we don't understand it, we go like this. Right. Get, you know, don't don't come near me. I wrestle with it. <clears throat> but I think at the end of the day, like the Lord loves he puts pastors in charge, or like the Lord puts pastors in, in place and they're doing the best that they, they can. can. Yeah, I love the church. Yeah. It's it's just so funny. Um that yeah, be careful what battle. you yeah, be careful what you pray for, right? Because right. you're praying, you know, in so many churches they're praying, 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 you know, God don't pass us by, don't pass us by, come. And then he comes in a way that we don't understand and then they go, this isn't God. Um it, yeah. it, it's a it's a tragedy. But then um you know what I would say today about all of those those things that I endured right. and experienced and and I'm glad I'm grateful because everywhere that yeah. I go in the world where I encounter that I know what that is right. and I don't judge anymore I I had yeah. a really hard time with the justice part of it all like mm -hmm. you know I remember um, saying some not so nice things oh. uh, I know that's shocking and very hard to believe from you <laughs> no I'm just kidding You're I I said uh, to the elder board that they would rather me lay on the ground and suffer than to have been healed the way that I did, because that really was what it came down to. And uh, when I said that, I thought, wow, you know, in my heart was so much bitterness against them, uh, because truly they, they, they would rather, it was easier to watch me suffer because that was understandable because we had this redemptive suffering right. gospel where your suffering is, is somehow earning you something. Because they all used to quote when Jesus said, uh, you know, in the garden, mm. uh, can you take this, you know, father, take this cup for me. And I right. was like, that, that doesn't mean healing. That's not about physical healing. So we, and, and because at that time I didn't have a degree in theology, right. uh, I couldn't, you know, I was like, and we didn't have women ministers and it was just a lot. You, so, you kind of hit it on all fronts. Well, it was good training, you know, honestly, I mean, I hated it at the time, but, uh, I'm today I I'm super grateful for the experience. Yeah. And, and I will say this, every one of those elders that did not leave the church, we had, 40% of them leave after a while because the Holy Spirit wasn't going away. I mean, he just kept moving. Mm. I mean, we were seeing hundreds and hundreds of people healed. It just, and now all these people, how are you going to stop them? I mean, right. there's, there's now 38 of them following me around and they're going to the church on a Sunday morning at six o'clock and Friday, we had three services on a Friday. I mean, not Friday, but Saturday, four and, and uh, four and five thirty and seven thirty or something like that. Yeah. And they would go in before all those services. And they would pray for people. So, so now there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people are getting healed over over uh, months, and so you can't shut it down. So some elders left, but there, since then, uh, and even just last year, I have gotten texts from all of them apologizing yeah. to me, and um, they apologized to me physically in the in person before I left. Wow! And uh, they said we drove you out of here. I said, Oh no, you didn't. God's moving me on, and but each one uh, over the last you know, nine years, they've, they've sent me text and said, yeah. God has really dealt with me on my issues and why I came so uh, vehemently against you. And uh, I'm, I'm really grateful that you didn't listen to me. What would you do different if you had to do it all over again? I think about um, this a lot. Cause I, f I feel like I even made a bunch of enemies in my zeal. Yeah. Right? I, I, I think would I would you do anything different. Yeah, totally. I wouldn't have told so many people how, how angry I was. I, I, 
I think I spread a lot of poison. I, I wouldn't have. I was so horrified by the way they came at me. I was so shocked that mm. they didn't want God in the way that he wanted them to experience him. So I was offended for God, which right. was so immature. I mean, <laughs> I, at my age, I, was, I didn't understand why yeah. anyone would do that. Um, and I also couldn't understand the hardness of heart. I think I would have kept my mouth shut more, and I would have probably sought... Um, I mean, I did. I, I, I spoke to Randy about it. I spoke to yeah. Rodney Hogue about it. Yeah. Um, but I think I probably would have gotten more help um, for me on the emotional front because yeah. it was a tragedy. I mean, I served, my husband and I served in that church for 13 years. They knew our character. Yeah. And I think that assault against me on top of having suffered for almost right. 15 years was, was just a lot. It, it's funny, like, you see, you see people getting, going through what are, marriage stuff, and the church embraces it, like marriage difficulties or, you know, family difficulties, yeah. and the church embrace embrace it. But yeah. as soon as the miraculous comes oh, in, yeah. man, there's it's it really can be polarizing. I I wish it wasn't so, but I also I I, I the same thing that you, that you're sharing. I I experienced the same thing. Where what would you do? Dave? I was so zealous. You would just not say it as much. Well, I was young, right? I was yeah. 17, so I I remember getting saved, going back on a Sunday morning. So it was like. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. I Sunday morning. It was either that next Sunday or the following Sunday. I was like, he's real. Oh my God. All I want is him. Yeah. You guys, why aren't you like yeah. doing that? Like, and I think it's natural, right? In your youth and in your zeal mm -hmm. to go all in. Right. But I do remember, and, and I don't say this in a mean way. I, everyone that I had talked to during that time, I love passionate. Like yeah. these guys are my family. I love them. But I remember going in and and one of the pastors was like, hey, uh, you had a mountaintop experience, mm, right? But life's not like that. Yeah, he, said, he says, when you come back down, come and talk to me and I'll tell you what it is to walk a Christian life, like a normal Christian life. And he gave me a book and I it was like, know why you believe or something like that. It was a good book. I read it and it was like the facts on, you know, the historical and scientific facts that prove God and. And I, I don't know. I still, every time I tell, every time I see him, I go like, I'm burning, man. And, and the same thing that happened with you, like a lot of people apologized. A lot of people yeah, came back. Not that a ton of people offended me. They owed, they owed, nobody owed me an apology, but uh, it's, it, it's, it's just funny how God in the miraculous is so divisive. For me, I watched Francis Chan oh. go through his thing. And I was like, if it can happen to Francis, it can happen to anyone where he experienced a miracle and was like, I can't go back. This is mm -hmm. real. This and his elder everything. board, his elder board, um, they're just an amazing group of, of yeah. young guys. And they came to ask me a question at a conference I was doing in the Bay oh, yeah, Area. You just shared this. Uh, mm -hmm. Fill me in. This is, I had never heard it, this. It's a crazy story. We, um, we had a gal on our team who was on Francis's leadership team. Uh, she helped lead the women. She also was an administrator for Francis and, she worked uh, with um, Kevin, his administrator, mm -hmm. the, over um, Crazy Love Ministries. And I was doing a thing in the Bay, and uh, she was there. And she said, Joe, I would never ask you this, but the elders, um, Francis's elders, really want to come down here and ask you something on a break. And I was like, well, that's really weird timing. And she goes, please. <clears throat> so they came. 
And they shared a story with me of something that confounded them that uh, what they did was something biblical. They did it biblically and yeah. it didn't work. And they were horrified. That Can you it, share what it is now? Uh, yeah, 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 it's fine. <clears throat> uh, it was a part of yeah. Okay, so uh, let's just, just say Great James. Commission. Yeah, just say it's James in, in yeah. James one five. When you are bringing to the el- you're bringing the the sick person mm-hmm. to the elders, yep. and they are praying, yep. and and there and that's what the word says. Uh, but when you don't operate in the gifts, and that your understanding of that is in a narrow margin, right? Would you say so? That their understanding, uh, they had much more of a Calvinist position at that time, and uh, this is almost four years ago. And they said we did what the Bible said, and and they had spoken to Bree, I guess the the gal that was on our team or is on our team, and she said well you should talk to Joe, and so that was how this whole thing came about. And so they came down, and I had, really I literally had forty five minutes, and I had to mm-hmm. go back out and preach, and uh, we're in the back room in the green room, and and they're ask they're telling me the story, and they're they're asking me this question, and I said well I don't think the guy was saved, and they said huh that's what Francis said. And I said, well, you, I, you know, I, I, I get it. You guys are totally traumatized that when the person went out and did what they did, which I really can't say. But um, I said, Lord, I, I literally have 40 minutes left or 30 minutes left or whatever it is. I, I, what do you want me to do? And he said, ask them if, if they don't believe that the gifts are for today and they don't believe that uh, any Christians can have any demonic oppression because um, their understanding is, you know, salvation, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a clean house, it's a done deal. And this was the issue. They said this guy was saved. <clears throat> then he went out and did this heinous thing. Right. And so how could that be that he did that thing, when he's and which is completely demonic? That couldn't be. So I said, I don't think he was saved, but that doesn't matter because, you know, the Christians can be oppressed by demons. So that just went like set off a nerve, right? Yeah. And they're like, that's not true, biblically, blah, blah, blah. So... Uh, the Lord really impressed on me and said, just ask them, just say these words. Okay, so if you guys believe that Christians can't be oppressed by demons, is there nothing that any of you are afraid of, like deep fear? What a, what a weird question. But I heard the Holy Spirit, <laughs> so I asked that. And one of their elders starts to manifest, like, and gets like completely out of, and like angry and starts saying different things. And I adore, adore this guy, but um, I'm looking at him. And I go, hey, do you think that your response right now to my question is disproportionate, your reaction to my question? And he suddenly goes, what? Like, he's back. And I said, do you want to talk about that? In front of, and all of the elders, you know, they all lean in and they're looking at him like, what in the world was that? Because it was obvious this didn't make sense. His reaction was completely out of left field. It was very hostile and it was very aggressive and emotional and his upper lip started sweating. And, and so, uh, ended up taking him in front of all of his buddies, taking him through deliverance. He had been held at knife point and, uh, he had been accused of something that didn't happen. He came out of the gangs, but, but he didn't do this particular thing. So this was a big trauma issue for him. And, uh, whenever um, he was around certain things, he would, he would trigger and manifest. And, and so once he, the Lord cleaned him up, it was the most peaceful, beautiful thing. And he was, and they were wrecked. They were yeah. like, we didn't know. Yeah. So I invited them uh, to I had a, a small group at my house. They came. And over the next two years, Francis and Lisa were so gracious and kept inviting me to come back and train them so we trained their house church leaders. We trained all their elders. And Lisa was at every one of those trainings. And Francis tried to come so many times, and, and he couldn't because he was doing a million things. Um, but his, uh, 
but Kevin was there, all his elders were there, and then all of his, his church leaders. So it was a, a really beautiful partnership and very honoring um, for us to be able to do some of that um, work with his churches and for him to trust that. He filmed every single, every single training, and then he watched them. Wow. So that he could go through theologically what was what was happening. So it was a really amazing time to be able to go Come to go on. and do that. So you went you went from being a church administrator <laughs> to now preaching and dabbling yeah. in this stuff that yeah. is is really confusing it's, to to a lot of a lot know. of the church, right? Yeah. And how how did you navigate growing in that? Did you put yourself on a fast track? Did you? Yeah. Did you go to school? I like did. what? What? Did, like yeah. tell, tell so me. So I did. This. So I did Randy's online program. He, he has a three and a half year um, mm-hmm. called uh, Christian Healing Certification Program. Yep. And I had done uh, a Baptist seminary. I had done um, a, an introductory uh, program that they they had. It was a master's program. It was two and a half years about uh, coaching because I never. This was this is such a fascinating thing to me because I never saw anybody get healed in the churches, but I prayed for everyone. Yeah. And people always felt better when they came to my office and they always unloaded all their problems and I would right. always, you know. But I got so sick of being the the unpaid counselor at the church. <laughs> I, I, I never saw anything really truly happen except they felt better for a short time and then right. my line would grow longer and I, w- I was like, I was over it, you yeah. know. I wasn't on pastoral staff because we had no women on pastoral staff and I thought, I'm an administrator. Why are there lines of people waiting to get in my office? This is, you know, but I understand now what was happening there. Right. But so I went to this Baptist uh uh, Western Seminary, which was very close to our church, and laid on the floor. I couldn't sit, you know. I used to type on my stomach, and I mean, just the the weirdness of God to to prom- to prompt me to go do that because I was trying to find a solution to the lines of people trying to get into my office to talk to me, mm-hmm. and I, they had this faith coaching program, which was basically executive coaching uh, dialed into you know use it in your church, uh, and all these pastors were in this master's program. So I was like, man, I'm going to go learn how to do that. I'm not a pastor, but if I can learn how to do that, I can get rid of these people in this line. Okay. So I went, I did that for two and a half years and everything I learned. And then I thought, well, I can just coach people on the phone. I can lay down and do that. And that's going to be income for my family. My husband lost his job at that time. It was crazy. And uh, so I did that for, I did executive coaching of some very uh, big, for big companies and things like that. But I still kept my job at the church. And, uh, and then the weirdest thing, after I got healed, the Lord, uh, right before I got healed in April, he gives me a word and says, go to VOA, and then he tells me not to do any more coaching. I, I can hear the Lord, but, you know, I mean, it was exponentially increased at, at VOA, but right. at that time, I could hear the Lord. And he said, I want you not, I said, are you kidding me? No, I, I worked so hard to do this, and this is great income for my, he goes, no, I don't want you to do that. Well, I didn't know I was about to get healed, and I didn't know everything was just going to like take off like right. a rocket. So being in Randy's school, having a background yep. in, in a conservative seminary, um, gave me enough theological foundation in the spirit through Randy's school and, and through the word, and then through my theological training at Western Seminary to go out and start doing, but I'm a, I'm a learner, I'm a digger, and now yeah. I'm back in uh, back in Randy's seminary yet again. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, why did I, yeah. I forgot? No. You yeah. are. So, so I'm back in that. Just every, You're actually ahead of me. I, barely. You are, I, I am barely. I think I'm I... catch back up. You are. You're, we're going to take a year we're gonna off. graduate together. Wouldn't that be fun? It would be great. That would be so I was going to try to graduate with Jess, but she's a freak. She, you know. Yeah. 
She's she's a fast tracker. Yeah, what a weird. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. She's, she's she has too she's much a free machine. Time. Yeah, she's brilliant. She's a machine. So anyway, all that to say, as I wouldn't have stepped out into all of this having no understanding, right. and I knew I would get eaten alive theologically if I didn't have a basis. So I was really grateful. Randy and and Randy uh, Clark, Rodney Hogue, Blaine Cook were all. Yeah. Uh, especially Rodney Hogue and Blaine Cook. I traveled with Blaine for four years, and they taught me a ton. Yeah, um, and helped me. Rodney helped me so much theologically. I mean, with his, he's got a doctorate and yeah. his Baptist roots and stuff like that. So I, I feel like between that school, the seminary, mm -hmm. and the mentors that I had, I had at least enough uh, stuff that I mean, not not that I wasn't intimidated and right, right. freaked out and <laughs> felt like every day was jumping off the cliff. Right, you know. It, it was a lot of trust. Yeah. Um, the first time I was asked to go overseas, I think I was healed barely a year. And uh, I got asked to speak in an Anglican church. And I, I walked in that Anglican church and had flashbacks of my Catholic upbringing and thought, I, I'm not allowed to be in here, you know, as a, as a female. Right. And I got in totally intimidated, didn't know that was spiritual. I just felt like I can't do this. And I'm not a nervous person. I'm pretty confident. Yeah. But I, the, the vicar came over to me and he said, what is going on with you? And I just, I'm, I'm, I'm not highly emotional either, but I had tears and I said, man, I, I shouldn't be here. Mm. And he looks at me and he says, the mantle that God has put on me for the Anglican church, I put that on you right now. I was a completely spirit-filled guy. <clears throat> and from that moment, it was like something broke off of me. Wow. I, I, having somebody who was in authority spiritually say, no, God is the one who sent you here. Yeah. Uh, and that's happened to me over and over and over again in different arenas. I, I watch you go into the craziest places. You've been... <clears throat> Holy cow. I mean, 10 years, mm -hmm. the open doors that you have literally blow my mind. It's nuts. It, it is. And it's everywhere you go, I watch you just... It's like, I'll, I'll be going to a place and they're like, oh yeah, we know Joe. We've known her for six years. She's been, I'm like, what? I've been praying to get into a place like this. You know, like, Lord, give me a platform like this. They're like, oh yeah, Joe, we've known her. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. It's, it really is crazy. Like you, the, the, the open doors that you have it, are mind boggling. I, I think that people ask all the time, well, how do you, how do you get that? I never wanted that. I never wanted to do ministry. I can't tell you. Uh, and ministry was never in my top 10, my top 100 of things to do with my life. But I said to the Lord, you can have my life. If you, you know, you came upon me and healed me of this mm. horrid, horrid disease. And here I am. Yeah. What would I do without yeah. you? I, yeah. I, and I, I didn't expect him to use me in this way. And I still don't. I'm yeah. literally shocked. Every time I get a, an invitation to do something, I'm always thinking, What? I don't know. I, I was just sitting, I was like, man, the Joe, I've known her, you know, I've known you for a, a while now, much better these last few yeah. years. And I was thinking about you and I, and I, I really think that you carry um, something very similar to Randy, uh, but also very similar to John Wimber, where you teach, train and equip, oh, raise up kind. Thank you. and you, you give it away. And, and everywhere I go, it's like, oh, I'm on her team. I'm on her team. I'm on Joe's team. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> like, we got, I, I think we have like, Iris people. has 400 mi missionaries. I'm like, I think Joe has a bigger team than almost anyone. Uh, you've been raising up, equipping, encouraging, mentoring people. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you see the Lord doing right now with the equipping of the yeah. saints? Because I think, I think you're doing it in a different way. It's, 
for for a lot of people, it's like a club or like an internship. When I when I get around the people that you're raising up, it's like family. They are, family. and there it's almost like there's no sign here, do this. It's mm-hmm. like come with me on this trip. Mm-hmm. How how many people are you like we're, equipping right now? We're over 140 now for that are trained ministry team. Um, we also have pastoral partners that. I mean, they run big churches, they yeah. run big ministries, and they just want to go on a trip for fun. Right. So we have them. But I'm not like Randy. I don't have the grace like Pat Bach to take strangers on mission trips. So we have people all the time who are like, hey, man, can I come with you? And I'm like, nope, go with Randy. Because I, the DNA, it's not a cult, it's not a club, it's, it's a, it's, it is family. Yeah. I mean, because I went to seminary and learned how to do all this team building, uh, that's what this is. This is... That when God said, lay down the coaching, then he said, pick it up again and make it discipleship. So it was wild how all of that wasn't taught for discipleship at the time in the seminary. But uh, uh, when I started this whole ministry, because God said, start start this nonprofit, I was like, why? I'm not going to be doing anything. Yeah. I mean, just shock, follow God and, and be obedient and just watch what happens. And so when he said, do this, and now I want you to give it all away, and then teach them how to give it away. This the the entire model of everything that that is agape freedom fighters is from that seminary, which didn't even believe in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's hilarious. And so the team runs super tight. If you go, if you went to India with us, or yeah. you went to Istanbul with us, or you went to the UK with us, even though different people will be on the trip, the DNA will be the same. Yeah, and they're all. I mean, they have to go through a lot of training with us and we try to make sure people are decently healed up. I mean, we're all in a process, but we don't, you know, I want to have fun. I'm all about fun and and no drama. And we just, we don't have a lot of that. I think in, in almost 10 years now, we've had three ministry altercations in 10, in 10 years. That's, that's that's staggering. That, that is total miracle. And those, and we've wished them well and, and, you know, and, and bless them and sent them on, but we don't, we don't have that. And it's not that, we don't have uh, robust uh, discussions or, or, you know, but it's, we don't, and we don't bring in people just like us either. This is all right. about how you share value systems for the kingdom. This is about how you get, you know, everyone's got personal values. I know one of your great values is freedom and the other one's fun. And so if, if for some reason Iris becomes a drag over a week, couple of weeks period, you're going to find ways to get those values honored somewhere else. Cause you're always about fun and you're always about freedom. So you, Will Hart is going to, you're going to go find fun and freedom somewhere. If Iris becomes really difficult in a season, I know you, I'm the same person, yeah. right? So the values of the ministry, and I go around the world and teach this, and I teach so much leadership development and our school online has a whole year of this where you're training people up to understand who God made them to be and how to actually honor their personal values and how to get those met outside of the ministry so they don't demand that those personal values be honored in the ministry. Yeah. It's a game changer. Yeah. And, and we teach people, if, if one of your values is, comp- is competition, go, f- go find some place to get that met outside of the ministry. Otherwise, you'll come in and try to take the team down. It's just, there's a lot yeah, of dynamics to all this stuff. Yeah. So the team itself, uh, they're tremendous. And we have, yeah. we have lawyers, we have people that stay home and take care of kids. We have teachers, we have doctors, we have, we have the gamut. Right. And, and they all just love Jesus and they all just want to see the gospel brought in power to the yeah. ends of the earth. And so you really truly have this group of like, Hey, let's just go and do it. 
And it's totally. they, yeah, totally. you're not it's it doesn't become a thing. It's it's not about the ministry. It's about yeah. going and serving and yeah. loving. I I was cleaning <laughs> my wife's she's a she's at a clinic right now getting treatment and I took it upon myself to clean our bedroom. <laughs> and oh, how'd that good. go, Will? Amazing. <laughs> Is really it good. Spotless? Oh, it's it's actually I did a good job. Uh, but uh, I was Hallelujah. digging through a, a bunch, you know, during the season, a lot of people mm -hmm. sent a lot of things and blankets and things, you know, yeah. for her treatment. Yeah. And uh, I came, I came across a pile with one of the, the letters that your team wrote. I think it was back in December. Mm, yeah. And it was about three, two or three pages of, of words from your team. Yeah. So I asked them to just send prophetic words to Moose. Yeah. And, uh, so, and, and to, I think I'm in there. Yeah. At least oh, the ones that I read. You're in there yeah. in all of them. Uh, and I, I've been reading through them. It's on my bedside table even oh, right now. Cool. And I've been reading through them over and over again. They're incredible. Mm -hmm. uh, the team that you're raising up is yeah. incredible. Oh, thank you. Really, Praise really God incredible. for that. And just accurate There's, and encouraging. And most of them came out of cessationist background, yeah. which I find fascinating. I find cessationist <laughs> fa absolutely fascinating. <laughs> I, I do. I find it fascinating. And it's it's amazing. Uh, I've been I've been in conversations with um, the director of uh, American Gospel. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we've been talking about no controversy there. Listen, I love that. I, I it's all great. I love. We have to discuss, and it. I love the body. Yeah. And they're gonna. We're gonna have disagreements mm -hmm. as long as they're secondary uh, issues. Yeah. Um, but it's amazing how how controversial a move of God is, and the Holy Spirit moving is. And, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, it, I've really enjoyed my conversation with Brandon and we, we disagree, but it's funny. He came from a charismatic background, a more of oh, a spirit filled background. We were talking background. about this the other night. Yeah. You, you went the opposite and, and, and he, he went, went the he opposite. He went uh, Calvinist. I don't think he's cessationist. I, uh, Brandon, if you're listening, I'm not trying, I, I love you, dude. I have tons of respect for you, man. But he's, the, he's still discovering. He's just trying to figure out. Yeah. He, he, we filmed right here for his, for his movie and, and, he came from the spirit filled and went more, mm -hmm. uh, you know, yeah. uh, cessationist or yeah. Calvinist. Calvinist. Yep. And then I went from Calvinist to the spirit, spirit filled <laughs> realm. And that had to be a robust dialogue. It, it's great. And I, I love it because it's his walk and his journey with the Lord. Absolutely. Right. And there are things that, that I've dabbled in that are not the Lord that mm -hmm. I call the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that's the, that's the way it is in every camp. Yeah. But the cessationist, Randy, when I was traveling with Randy, Randy was always talking about cessationism. How, yeah. it, was, how it was just, and I was like, "What are you even talking yeah. about?" Like, Randy, let's just what do this stuff. But as I've gotten older, I've really started to value that take because we have all these brothers and sisters out there that we disagree with. I mean, you came from a church, and and it didn't go well when the Lord healed you. Nope. But there are brothers and sisters in Christ, and uh, I, we got to find a way. We really have to find a way to to meet in the middle. I think it, I think it'll. I think some of the spirit-filled people need to lay down some of their golden calves. Yeah, there, there's Because we have a lot too. of them. There's we really too. do have a lot of them. Yeah. And we have something to learn from from our brothers. And they and they need to let let go and let go of the control. The, what concerns me about cessationism is when you have an answer for everything. When you literally can just answer yeah. everything, you have yeah. it all figured out. Yeah. And there is mystery. Uh, I had an interesting thing happen about um, maybe three months ago. I had a um, was praying. So my face, and I uh, had this visitation from the Lord happen in my office, and I saw something come down in front of me, 
And uh, this does not happen often. So I was paying attention to this. So for those of you who think that this is, you know, whacked, uh, this is like having a dream, but I'm awake, I'm praying. So it's an open vision. I have this thing. And down from uh, the heavens comes this scale in front of me. And I was like, who's that? That's so beautiful. It was a solid gold. And it was a, a huge scale. And the, the plates that you would weigh the things on, one side said mystery and one side said majesty. Mm. And along the base of this huge thing, it said power and authority. Yeah. And I was like, <clears throat> I don't understand uh, what this is. And then the Lord said, look closer. And, and the, the whole centerpiece that, that comes up, and it's the arch, right? So if you can imagine what a scale looks like, it's the, the yeah. round base. Yeah. There's the center pole. Like the, there's the yeah. arms that come, the arm that comes above that holds the scales, right? So along the center point is Jesus engraved up the center. And then the arms are, are holding the scales, and that says Holy Spirit. So imagine this, the base is power and authority, the scales are majesty and mystery, Jesus is the center, always, and then it's Holy Spirit. And the Lord said this to me, he said, if you do not learn to navigate the tension in this next season between mystery and majesty, you will not understand how to be caught up in my spirit and help lead. You will drag people down. Yeah. Because I'm going to hold on to what I used to know as being, this is, this is the only way God comes or I'm going to be sunk when he comes in a different way, and I don't understand that. There's such a tension between the mystery of God and the mm. majesty of God. And he said, when you don't understand what I'm about to do, then let my majesty overtake you. Come on. Man. And I thought, that is such a word for right now. And just after that, um, then Asbury broke out, right? Yeah. So this maybe it was about two months ago. So when Asbury broke out and came this is the fourth time they've had revival in that on that campus, okay. and the biggest one was in the nineteen seventies. I find it fascinating that uh, that is a Methodist university oh, yeah. and they're conservative. Yeah, and they and I had lots of team there, and uh, I did not go because I was traveling. But one of my team that's super close to me was there every day because yeah. that team member happens to live five minutes from yeah. Asbury. And reported to me that there could be no demonstrative. There was no flagging. There was no, uh, and you went, right? I did. So Actually, I did drugs there when I was like 15. <laughs> My sister went to that college. <laughs> did uh, yeah. you go in the, when, before they shut it down? Uh, meetings? Yeah, I, I went with, I went Jess, on like the last Jess day with Jess. Yeah. yeah, yeah, my kids. So you you experienced the, the <laughs> That was when I was drugs, 15. My not, sister went to school not there. Not the drugs, and, okay, uh, yeah. yeah. So I but, went out in my heyday. Yeah. Yeah. But you experienced the, the way God rolled in there. Was gentleness, I thought it was, repentance, beautiful, gentle. I thought it was incredible. And I have, I have positioned my life to the best of my ability to wherever I hear the Lord is moving. Yes. Like I want to be there. Yeah. I don't want to say I chase anything, but like, I, I honestly, if God's moving, if you that's a church, if yeah. that's in my house, yeah. if that's in my kids' lives, I want to be there yeah. and I want to be around. I want to watch God move. Yeah. I, it's fun. I've yeah. Wa watching the Lord do something is so beautiful in there's the lives of like others. That. There's nothing like it when you see people getting transformed mm -hmm. by his word, mm -hmm. by his grace, by his love, by his power. There's not, there's few things that are as beautiful mm -hmm. as that. I agree. And so I want to be around Yeah. And any of it. And it's caused me to go all around the globe. Mm -hmm. 
I wanted to go up to Asbury, but but because uh, the way my life is right now, I was like, I, I can't. Yeah. But I was I was watching, uh, and then my kids came to me and said they wanted to go, wow. and that was mass. I was like, yes, let's okay. go. Because uh, my that's not something that you would hear. You know my kids yeah. really well. That's they're not like please, no, dad, they, no. meetings. No. You know, but they wanted to go, and that that was just a sign to me. And I went, I went. And sat there, and it was so pure. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's was, the word. Everybody, yeah. I, I had over sixty friends that went, and mm-hmm. they said this. That's the word they all used. It was just precious. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I listen. I don't think I'd call it revival. No. I, that's just me. But it's a, it not was that an I'm, outpouring. Yeah, I just think it was awesome. Like yeah. it was beautiful. It was mm-hmm. the Lord was moving nonstop. Yeah in people's lives and it continued on. I don't have to put a label of it yeah, on it. It's good. I think revival is told in the history books, mm-hmm. right? You, you don't have to That's just, the after. Right. Yeah. But whatever, like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Call it whatever you want. Call yeah. it church. Yeah. It doesn't matter. God was moving. Mm-hmm. And you have to be really you have to like harden your heart to really in my opinion to judge these kids because <laughs> there's a lot i also heard like it, a lot of the judgment it, stuff it was so raw and and yeah. it was so beautiful and we we had a similar outpouring at a church in pennsylvania the the week uh, before asbury was stopped mm-hmm. uh, a young youth pastor she's 25 and she's leading gen z's mm-hmm. 16 to 16 to 20. Oh yeah. And she, uh, she's a uh, Christ community church in, okay. in Pennsylvania, but she had driven from Asbury at 3 AM. And the morning I was to, to speak at that church and she goes up to share about her, her testimony of having been there and the power of the Lord falls on this woman. She can't even speak. And I wasn't introduced yet or anything, but I'm standing there wait. I'm like watching the Lord about to, to just blow through. Yeah. If we would just call, everyone who is in that generation, Gen Zers, up yeah. to the front. Yeah. So I just turned to the associate pastor. I go, can I run up there? Like, you haven't introduced by anything. Yeah. I, he goes, go ahead. Went up there, and I and she just fell out right then when I walked up there. But I put the microphone to her mouth, and I said, you have to call them. Call them to come up right yeah. now. So she can't hardly speak, but she calls them all to come forth. And I said, and call the generations to support them. Mm. And the, everybody in the church came forward, and there was this very similar to Asbury, this pure, most beautiful repentance of, I've judged generations on either side of me, I don't understand how to communicate with them, but there was a unification that happened, which I believe is what was the the beginning of what was happening at Asbury. That's, I wouldn't call it revival, I would call it uh, God being kind and merciful, getting our attention to say, what is the most important thing? Come back to purity, come back to repentance, come back to me. And watch what I'll do if you'll just unify and lay down your, you know, God only comes if there's fire. God only comes when we're flagging. God only comes if we don't do the flagging and we don't, I mean, it's these, these hard walls that we put up against God saying you can come like this, but you can't come like that on both sides of the, of the fence on the charismatic and, and the cessationism side. It was beautiful. You watch a room full of 20 year olds worshiping. I think they said they did something like 280 out. I don't know the yeah, exact number. But what it, was. it was beautiful though. I, I watched it. It was beautiful. It was just it was just beautiful. Where there that people 
had issues with certain things. And it's like, man, let the Lord work on people's mm-hmm. hearts. If there is anything, like, let the Lord work on people's hearts. You can't force that. The Holy Spirit does that. Yeah. I heard, I heard repent. Dylan was with me. Dylan's sitting off camera. Uh, we heard people say the word repent like 30 times yeah. in an hour. Yeah. Like the gospel was preached, testimonies were given, and lives were transformed. And the healings were gentle. I mean, they happened, but they weren't mm-hmm. like this, this, what we're used to. We're yeah. used to, you know, this mighty, mighty outpouring of power. It was power, but it just came uh, in a different way. I, yeah. I find it really interesting. The guy who was preaching when the Lord rolled in, his name yeah. is Zach. And uh, he's very close friends with um, our. You know everybody. I it's don't. the weirdest thing. It's but anyway, our, our, our my amazing administrator, who I adore with all my heart, Kelsey. She's very close because she lives right there. Uh, but Zach, she said, you know, I went back. We just talked yesterday. She goes, I went back and I listened to Zach's message, and she said, it's. I was trying to see. Okay, what was yep. it yep. that he said? I watched the same that, thing. And, and she yep. said, I listened to it again. And she said, you know something, Joe. It wasn't the most riveting preach I ever heard. She said, and I absolutely love Zach. It was this one thing. He said, what we really need is a baptism, or what you really need is a baptism of the Father's love. That's what he said. And it was those words, he didn't say it like, what? You know, he wasn't like in a certain, he just said it. And the minute he said that, enrolled the Holy Spirit in a way they haven't seen since the 70s. And what an odd thing. Now everybody's examining it, trying to figure out. The thing I love the most is the fruit of an outpouring, like the fruit of the whole entire thing is even though everybody's critical that they shut it down. I mean, hey, most people who are critical about them shutting it down didn't didn't spend day and night there for I, I'm not critical weeks. of it at all, I think. Yeah, I, I but think they're, they're smart. It ended up causing a ton of hungry, passionate people to start their own moves. Yeah in their own cities, which is exactly what they said would happen if they shut it down. And yeah. that's been beautiful to watch. You, you said it was about the love of the father mm-hmm. or the heart of the father. Mm-hmm. And I've shared my testimony. I'm sure anybody watching this has heard it, but like my first encounter was not with power. It was powerful, but my, the first moments it was love. That you was the first that. thing. You needed your yeah. heart healed. We all. And as soon as I, I had never encountered that. love like that. Yeah. And we can get all earthy, hippie, crunchy mm-hmm. with like love and peace and, you know, but like I didn't know how loved I was, yeah. right? And when I felt that in my sin, in my yeah. disgusting filth, which I was swimming in, yeah. when I felt love re- regardless of where I was at, it changed everything yeah. and it opened me up to go, God, I want more. Yeah. I want more. Yeah. And and as soon as I asked for more is when the the, the power of God fell on me. And I just want him, right? And when I went up there and I saw this, I just saw kids crying out for him. There was two, like, I don't know, they must have been 15, 16-year-olds standing behind us. Maybe they're, I don't know. It's hard to tell. Uh, they, <laughs> <laughs> they looked about the same age as, as my kids. Just weeping, just weeping, you know, in the presence. No one was praying for them. We, we, we prayed for them because they asked us, turn around and pray for the people next to you. But they were just weeping. Just real, real precious time. Those moments are so transformational. And I loved it. What'd your I, kids say? You know, they, why you got to ask me that? They, they, <laughs> they didn't come back. They weren't like, oh, this was amazing. But my son was like, dad, I'm th- I want to maybe look at going to the school. Wow. Right. So, you know, you know, oh, that's my wow. oldest. And uh, he doesn't like me talking about him. So I, I, I probably won't go too much further than that. But um, 
That's cool. I saw I saw it as a as an ongoing piece of a work that God's doing yeah. in his life. They they didn't leave going, Oh, this is amazing. But they don't have to. I don't need every meeting they mm. go to to be a barn burner. No. For me, the fact that they wanted to go was precious. And uh, And they got to be in it. I yeah. mean Yeah. God, some, God's the great multiplier. Some amazing <laughs> stuff happened there. In fact, I had uh, Riley, who's a mutual mm-hmm. mutual friend. She went up, I think, day three or day four with yeah. Jess, and something really neat happened to her. Right. And actually, I got a phone call three days ago from Dr. Craig Keener, oh, who's I always wanted to meet him, theologian yeah. at at Asbury Seminary. Asbury Seminary. And while we were there, we met with him, and we told him what happened to Riley, and he got like super excited. For me, it seemed like this normal little thing. But uh, I get Riley's a worship leader. She yes. got, she was there just in the crowd yeah. worshiping on the floor, and like people came up to her. I think some of the leaders came up to her and were like, "You're you're a worship leader, mm-hmm. aren't you?" She's like, "Yep." Mm-hmm. And she actually ended up leading yeah. worship for two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. They pulled her up. So we told that to Doctor Craig. He was like, "What? They wouldn't do that, you know?" But and they they connected. Riley Riley shared last night with us the, a little bit of the story. Uh, she came over for my son's birthday party. Uh, and she shared a little bit of the story. But there's all these teeny little things that God did in the middle of it. And I think that's what's so beautiful. They weren't forced. So whether it was my yeah. kids and maybe something small the Lord deposited in their heart or like Riley going up and being called out. And it actually, I didn't have the time because it was late, but I think it shifted something in her. Like it, it healed something in her. She hadn't been used in maybe long worship time. in a long, long time. time. And mm-hmm. it was almost like the Lord was like, I'm yeah. on you. I, I got this. She didn't share too much of that, but she said something very deep happened to her in that moment. Those are the moments. That's phenomenal. You you, you can't, I've never seen revival fall in a revival service, right? Mm-mm. You can't orchestrate the stuff. Yeah. But when you when the Lord's moving and people gather and worship, anything can happen. And I think your healing, anything can yeah. happen, right? It voice the apostles. Yeah. Listen, we only have a few minutes left and I can talk to you for a while. Uh, but I also know I also know we have a schedule. Uh, actually, whoa! Uh, and I want to make sure you have a call soon. Um, but uh, listen, people, if they want to get in contact, if they want to find yeah. out more information, where can they go? Um, they can check out our social media mm-hmm. um, at Rev Joanne Moody. Rev Joanne Moody. Rev Joanne Who picked Moody. that one out for you? Well, you know, I had something else, and then you know, it's a long story. What did you have? You don't need, no, I want to hear it. You. Never mind. So like, long ago and far away. Okay. And uh, they can check out our website okay. and uh, check out our school. Uh, that's all Agape Freedom Fighters yep. or Agape Life School. There. And a few months ago, you just published a book. Did. Is, is your first? Second one. Second, second one. one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Everyday Supernatural yep. is out and about. And that actually is a super fun read because it is the everyday person yep. who loves Jesus, yep. who just wants to see the world changed. And it's um, it's full of biblical teaching, but full of testimonies of people doing just that. And then the end of the chapter is prayers. You pray uh, with the Lord for yourself. And then there is a challenge at the end of every chapter. How are you going to give it away Mm. Uh, to Matthew 10, 7 and 8? It has to be, you know, I I think that there are too many bored Christians and uh, nobody should be bored because actually life with him is so enjoyable. He is, uh, God is the most amazing best friend anybody could ever have. And he's always got something new and incredibly creative for people. So mm. I, uh, you know, as long as I am uh, can be utilized in any way, I want to be just equipping everybody who's younger than me to go out and, you know, be that, be that answer. Come on. And be that change. It's, it's an exciting time. 
your your teams are like you said are so multifaceted. You got lawyers and doctors and kids and students, moms and lots students. of students. Yeah, it's yeah. like everything in between. What would you say to somebody who's nervous about jumping in, stepping out? You know, they look at they look at someone like yourself. They're like, of course, mm. she, of course, she can do this. Look at her; she's like this dynamic. Mm. You know, confident. Right. Yeah. But what would you say to somebody who doesn't feel that way? I think I learned the most from, from Blaine cook who traveled with John Wimber and John Wimber always said that, you know, you, the growth is spelled R I S K. Mm -hmm. And if you're not willing to risk and you're not willing to be wrong, you're not willing to, um, you know, to make mistakes, then, then you won't do it. Yeah. And, and it's, I, you could ask anyone on our team, they'll tell you they've, they've had to do some terrifying things, terrifying to one's ego terrifying uh in people who love calculated things and and really aren't risk takers people who are like I, I really need to have all the information and we practiced a lot uh for the person who 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 says i don't think i can do that try one thing yeah. if you prayed in the morning and said god just use me today to bring uh to bring honor to one person or god use me today to bring love to one person and ask God to speak through you. And and I always tell people you don't you don't have to have like the most right on crazy uh, ultra prophetic word to be relevant. Just be kind. I mean, we we don't even see kindness so much anymore. I mean, we do in the South, which I yeah. love Tennessee. Love Thank you so much. Um, but just going out and being kind. It's yeah. interesting what happens with with people who are learning. God will often not give you everything because he wants you to rely on him and walk with him. And if you get an inkling about somebody, like let's say you walk into Starbucks, because everyone does, and you walk in there and you look around and, and you ask this simple thing, Holy Spirit, who do you want to, who do you want to touch in this place? And I know that you, know, you do that all the time, I do it all the time, but it never gets like super comfortable. It no, always, I still feel, I still feel super, super awkward. Yep, but every time. I usually say, to the person, hey, can I share something with you? Mm. It's just a simple, can I share something with you? Yeah. I don't keep them very long. I don't, and I'll share it. And they'll, if I, if it lands, if it's something that's relevant to them, they'll be like, how'd you know that? And I always say these words, I'm just practicing hearing God. And I always make sure that they feel loved. So if, if you're trying to grow in this and you're like, oh, I can't do it, practice with one thing and practice with kindness first. Yeah. Walking up and saying, looking in somebody's eyes and saying, you know, God really loves you. And I'm, I'm praying for you right now that your day is amazing. I, sometimes I go into places and I go, I, I just did this yesterday. I'm praying all your customers today are, are not jerks. I mean, that, that's not like a super prophetic word. I could have prophesied over those yeah. two women standing there, but I didn't think they would receive it. All they needed was someone to listen to them about all of their terrible customers. And I just, and they were like, man, I hope you come back. It wasn't a great revelatory come to Jesus meeting, but it was something that looks like kingdom. Yeah. And that is love and kindness. And I, I think people need, you need to be willing to be wrong because you will be wrong from time to time. Uh, the last thing I'll say about that is we teach our teams all the time. In the moment when you say, God use me, and you are willing to risk and you release whatever this little impression is that you have mm -hmm. for somebody, and you're right, it lands. Pay attention to how you're physically feeling, where your mind was, because if you understand how you think and how you feel in the moment when God lands on you to give something, you'll be right more often. People don't pay attention to that stuff, and it makes a big, big difference. I don't prophesy super accurately if I'm completely concentrating on where I am in the moment. Yeah. I have to be a little bit, and you do too, I have to be checked out. I'm kind of distracted, and I, the best 
most accurate prophetic words are when I'm distracted. And people always go, are you looking at me? I usually look away and out because I'm just communing with God in an atmosphere that isn't right here uh, in that present yeah. moment. If I'm trying really hard, it doesn't work. So I've had to learn that. I've had to learn that just through trial and error and being wrong. And uh, yeah, and, it, and it's so fun to what, be part of somebody's great story. You said trial and error being wrong. What, it, <laughs> what, what is my it great, like when you miss my it? My great lame missing it. Um, you know, well, here's a redemption one. I'll tell you this quick story. Yeah. So one of my spiritual sons, he's having a baby with his wife and he comes up to me and he's so stinking prophetic. He's like one of the most prophetic young guys we have on our team. And he walks up, he goes, hey, Joe, so, uh, so do you know what we're having? And I go, yeah, <laughs> you're having a boy. And he goes, eh. he goes, you're wrong. And I look at him and I was like, wow. I go, okay, I'm wrong. Wow. I said, okay, man, sometimes you get it. Sometimes you don't get it. And his wife was standing there laughing. They had just had a sonogram and the baby was a girl. And I get in the car and I'm driving away because I just finished preaching at this church and they were going one way, I was going another. I get in the car, I go, wow, Lord, that was weird because I know you said they're having a boy and the Lord's quiet. And I'm like, wow, I'm really sorry I missed that because that meant I really wasn't hearing you. So, wow, that was lame. And I'm super sorry, I said to the Lord. And then I was driving home like, okay, let it go. You know, it, I let it go, worshiping. I get in the door. And, and then I said to the Lord one more time, man, I just don't get it because like, I know how you speak. I heard you. Okay, but I'm just going to let it go. The next day I get a text from Aaron and he goes, get out of here, Joe Moody. He goes, we had to go back to the doctor because they missed it. He said, we are not having a girl. We're having a boy. And I went, that's right. Giddy up. <laughs> I love it. I asked you for a story about when you get it wrong and you okay, gave me no, one no, when no. you got it right. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. No, I have gotten many, many, many wrong. No, no, no. Many I love it. Thousands, I love that. But that one was hilarious. Well, I, and I know we got to end, but like, that's actually a thing. And I don't want to like, there's so many times when I, People are like, you're wrong. That's not what's yeah, happening. Totally. And I will repent. I, will I do. Apologize. I say, I'm so sorry. I, 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 uh, I hate that. Yeah. Cause yeah, you never want to, you never want to misrepresent what you feel like the Lord is sharing with no, you. No. And I never push that. If people say that is absolutely not right. I go, I am so sorry. I am just practicing, you know, let me just pray for you mm -hmm. and I'll just shut my mouth. That's and then every so often you get one of those people that are like a couple of years later, like, yeah. uh, remember yeah. that time you said, <laughs> yeah, it happened. <laughs> But humility is the best. And of I just course. go, Lord, thank you that I'm yeah. right. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> which is why I just told you that story. Walking so. in the prophetic yeah. is very scary. It's for me super scary. And I think, and but I you're think, super good at it because well, I, you're 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 very humble the way that you approach it. Do you know what I do? You know what I do now? Mm. I say I think the Lord is saying this, or I feel like the Lord is saying That's this. I, I stop. I saying, have an impression. Yep. And and I and I put it flat out from the beginning. Yeah. I said. Uh, and I say this, and I've had people that have corrected me on this, but they're wrong. I they I say I I'm not a prophet. I don't I, think uh, hey, you don't like it, but I say uh, well, this. I say this, and let me tell you why. Okay. Right? Like, I think the the prophetic has. Uh, mm, yeah, I know where you're going. I I think I think we do need to be careful. Yep. And and as much of as I do listen to like our other brothers and sisters, mm -hmm. right. That mm -hmm. might disagree. A lot of the stuff that they point to is the inaccuracy and a lot of the hurt that's come through, yeah. that's come through the movement. Yeah. And like, listen, we can all cry over spilled milk, but I think we do have to be like, okay, there is some unhealthiness, not, I'm not going to point at a person, one, no. but like, I think, I think 
the pendulum swings far on both sides, right? Absolutely. And I think we just, I think we do need to listen and be like, hey, we do need to be really humble when we when we are sharing. This is what the Lord is saying, like, or this is what I think the Lord is saying, like. That's actually a big deal, yeah, for someone that might not be in a healthy place. Now yeah. I know when we're with friends or they're in our yeah. stream, like we can be a little bit more free because they mm-hmm. have a healthy understanding of of mm-hmm. what's taking place. But I've really I've tried to be. I think the Lord is saying this I, as mm-hmm. I was praying for you. This I had this, this impression came, this, on my heart. Yeah, that's exactly and, the language and just try to give it a little bit more softness. And yeah. I share, I said, I'm not a prophet, but I want to share some things that I, that when I was praying for you came to my heart um, and do with them what, what you want. And I, I don't know, Joe, like I think I never want to like course correct. Well, out of fear. Right. But I don't think it was out of fear. I think it it's necessary, but I also know that we can course correct to such a degree where yeah. we throw it out again. And yeah. And that's I think that's dangerous. There's got to be a way of walking this line respectfully. I mean, I go to, just like you, I go to tons of denominations Mm -hmm. where this is new for them. I Mm -hmm. mean, we we just trained Catholic clergy in August in Rwanda, which that's unheard of. And that this was all new for them. Yeah. Um, So when when I'm at the bishop there, there's language you would, you have to use the language that is respectful without... uh, you know, I don't want to add add injury to people's lives. I, I just want to be love. I think that's the bottom line. If yeah. you can, you know, I don't know who said it. Maybe it was Sean Bowles or somebody said, you, you don't have authority over that thing you don't love. Yeah. And if a person becomes your next prophetic project, yeah. and there's a lot of people who can't go in a room and not prophesy. Yeah. I think that measure of self-restraint and where is God, where is God moving? I mean, I... I try to, I don't always succeed for sure, but I try to ask God, you know, if you have something pressing, then tell me. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to try to yield to what's happening with you and what's happening in the room because God yeah. is an all, uh, he's an all-inclusive God. He actually wants everyone to know him. Yeah. So I don't want to cause offense, but I also don't want to shrink back yeah. either. I mean, I- one last story because and then I, we do need to we okay. do need to end Go. uh when we were buying our house here in franklin yes you gave me a word about mm-hmm. the house i felt that it was i mean it was what was resonating in my heart yeah i think you were one of the only ones that was like it's gonna happen you're gonna get the mm-hmm. house and i stood i stood on that thing and in the middle of it looking like it was gonna fall apart we drove up to mm-hmm. it and i remember you said hey can we can we go to the house we drove up to it and the Lord, I remember, you know, and if you weren't who you were, I would say I had an impression. Yeah. I had a yeah. really strong impression. Yeah. Your family will live here. Yep. But I said to you, the Lord said, because I heard it. I heard it in my head. I heard it mm-hmm. in my heart. Yep. Oh, this will be their house. Not that it wouldn't be a struggle, but the Lord would come through because you had set your sights on this house and you could see your family living there and you knew yep. that this could be an, this could be the size, the place, yeah. the neighborhood, the whole thing. Yeah. And God wanted you to be safe. And you had had such a rocky landing coming here. And I knew- <laughs> Wasn't that rocky? Well, but, we stayed in Joe's house. <laughs> it was amazing. Well, you have to ask ask your youngest about yeah. that. <laughs> They're fine. <laughs> but I, we I knew- We get the carpets cleaned. <laughs> I knew that, that you know, your, your family is, yeah. is the beloved of God. Yeah. And he, your heart, you know, what is that Job twenty two twenty eight where it says you you, you declare a thing and it will it yep. will happen for you yep. and we don't take that lightly we're not prosperity gospel no. people at all what we're no. talking about those in rich relationship with him who are walking yielded to him sold yep. out for him you're like but God could I have this house yep. for my family yep. 
and and you know per, God's perfect will prevails always. But there was this massive impression about that house. Yeah, and it was a it it was a little it was dodgy. A fight. It was a it battle. Was a dodgy. It shouldn't happen. It happened in the craziest real estate time in 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 this area. Nuttiest. In one of the craziest places. And and God and the whole way it happened was last minute yep. by the line. And it I, I can't I don't have time to tell the story, but testimony testimony. It's incredible. But I loved your boldness, and I think amongst friends. Yeah. Right. Where I get you. And in, and I've had this conversation with David Wagner, different prophets that I know, like they can share anything with me because I know them. I love their heart and I open that up. And, but you have love, right? That that's the difference. You you might not go up to a stranger in a grocery store. No, no, I have, have Uh, (laughs) but when it's pressing, when I feel that unction, if I, I'm not running around looking to prophesy, I'm looking to be surrendered. And I think that's, that's our whole life. Be surrendered, guys. Listen. God bless Joe, you. We've gone. We've gone we, way, way we're over. We're like thirteen hours later, it's, but this podcast and, was amazing. And 13 you hours. have a you have something you need to get to. I do. I, have I a, love a you, meeting. massive. I love you. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having uh, me. Go grab her book. Check her out on Instagram and uh, like and subscribe. Share this with somebody because you know it's going to bless them. It blessed me. Amen. Love you. Love you. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next uh, green room. Green room. God bless you. Thanks, bud. That was fun. Yeah, thank you.